Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. This is Inside the Ramhorns, talking all things VCU hoops, presented by the Red Door guys. And joining us right now from the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot Seat, don't let it heat up on you too much. It is Ed Nixon. What's going on, Ed? What's going on? What's going on? Man, Thank great to get me. you back in studio, man. It feels good. It feels good. To Absolutely. Be back. And uh, the Rams have a couple home games coming up here where they lost the first two games at the Seagull Center, right. then went on the road, became road warriors. You think there's going to be uh, a different vibe in the locker room here back at home? Well, I, I think more so they found a formula defensively um, that works better for them. More so than, than anything else, I think the offense was was clicking at a, at a really high volume at the at the first two home games. Yeah. However, the defense was a, was abysmal. So, I think that they found a, a a chemistry and a formula that fits the personnel they have now, uh, and I think that's why we've seen the two wins. Hopefully, I mean this team is still growing. I I don't think they've come close to reaching their peak. And uh, you don't want this team to reach their potential until uh, the middle of the March there in that trip to Brooklyn. Um, but you're right. They figured out something defensively. Michael Bell's getting more minutes. You know, after the loss to either G-Dub or St. Bonaventure, I asked Seb Jackson, what's this team identity? And they, He didn't have one. He didn't have an answer. Right. Do you think they're starting to develop an identity? Well, I, I think we'll see. We'll see. Uh, identity comes with consistency. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we got we, – we, we, we beat George Mason, but George Mason also just stopped three in a row. Um, we beat LaSalle, and LaSalle is on a, a, on, a, on a little losing streak as well. Yeah. So we'll see once we play some teams that are really finding themselves and people who have an identity so we can go identity versus identity and see who really has one for real. And this is going to be another Friday night 8-10 matchup at the Seagull Center. 7 p.m. tip. We'll have you covered with the pregame show. Extended pregame coverage starting at 6-15 right here on 9-10. The fan, St. Louis 1-3 in conference play. They're hungry for a win. Absolutely. And those are the teams that are very dangerous. Teams that are hungry for a win. Like George Ma- us going into George Mason, we were starving, yeah. right? Um, now we had some success. How do we handle success? How do we handle success, and then adversity. So St. Louis has some good players. They have some good guys. Uh, uh, Jimmer, Gibson Jimerson. Gibson Jimerson averaging 17 points on the season uh, this year. Yeah. And we know how he gets it done. He shoots the three. But he has a quick trigger, and he's going to be a uh, main focal point for VCU. Um, I think we did a really good job as of late of guarding the three-point line uh, outside of, you know, some of the guard play at LaSalle, which yeah. LaSalle, always, they, they were making tough shots. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I, so I, I Gibson Jemerson's an interesting guy. I declared on the podcast yesterday, Black and Gold Fan Pod, I hate him. I can't <laughs> stand how quick he releases that ball because it looks like he's, like, just chucking it up there, but it goes in. It's cash. <laughs> I mean, how does he release the ball that quick and, and get it on target? It doesn't make sense. Well, it starts from the bottom. You know, when you're shooting, it starts from the bottom of getting your feet and your lower body set. And he he does. I'm pretty sure he practices that. You know, once you get the, your lower body set to where you want to where you want to aim, it's all about it's all about mechanics. And I think he just worked on it enough to where he has a quick jumper. Yeah, you can't let him hit the the three point shot. It's a game changer for me. The X factor on St. Louis is Terrence Hargrove Jr. Oh yeah, I mean he can attack the basket. He's their glue guy, hustle and, and, guy, and energy. Yeah. yeah, energy too. Heart. Uh, so those are my X factors for St. Louis. How about for VCU? Well, White Magic. 
<laughs> Who's White Magic? Max Sholga? No. Sean Barristow. Sean Barristow. <laughs> White Magic. You know what I've been calling the two, the duo? What? They're 7-Eleven. Open all day, 24 <laughs> hours a day. Sholga's 11, Barristow's 7. Uh, they've been fun to watch this year. And I don't think either of them have had like their best games at the same time. I don't think we've had that yet. N- no, we, we haven't. Um, and with this team, it'll be a rarity that I think we do because mm-hmm. we have so much talent that can actually put the ball in the cup. You know, Kwani Kwani has been playing quietly very, very well. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm honestly thinking that why don't we just try Sean at the one? Ooh. Just try Sean at the one. Because maybe we don't have Zeb Jackson this uh this Friday. Right, right. The latest is that he had back spasms and he's considered day to day. Right. And I, I, I text Zeb uh after after the game just to check on him, seeing how he was doing. It it, it was back spasms past spasms, excuse me. But you know he he's taking it day by day, and you know that's you got to. I much rather him sit out this this Friday, just from as a, a fan of his and somebody who wants to see him continue to do great things. Yeah. Uh, because back spasms are something that can really you can hinder, linger. Yeah, it can linger and it can hinder you. So take care of it and make sure you're right. Um, and trust that your teammates can handle a St. Louis team. Well, you mentioned Kwani Kwani, unbelievable from three. It didn't start that way. Uh, a term I love in college troops is regressing to the mean. And he regressed to the mean in, in a good way, right? Right, right. Went 0 of 18, and since then he shot about 70% from three. Right. And he went 3 of 3 last game. Joe Bamisil, I'm hoping he can regress to the mean. One of his last 10 shots, he's a much better shooter than that. Well, absolutely. You know, I think it starts with Joe is more so the quality of shots. You know, you can take these tough shots, but make sure you get some really good looks first. Yeah. Get to the cup, see, see the ball, get to the free throw line, see the ball go through the cup, and then you can start doing some of your gun and stuff. Kwani Kwani has been quietly letting the game come to him, and he's been knocking down the shots that are that are open, and you start to see him have some more creativity as he gets more confidence. But I don't want to escape the fact of white magic. All right, <laughs> white, put white magic at the one. Let Sean play the two. Um, get get White Magic in that pick and roll with Toby Lawal. He has a beautiful chemistry with Toby. Yeah. Um. So let let that be some of the focal point too, in my opinion. I mean, Barstow he does play like Magic Johnson the way he brings the ball up the court. Uh, <laughs> some really good passing in the game against LaSalle. Um. But we had another interesting conversation on Black Gold Fan Podcast. Check it out on the Odyssey app. Argue who you would want to get more minutes. All right. I, I can go first mm. here if you want. While you okay, think about go ahead. this, go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's. Absolutely, Fats Billups. I, ju- I see so much potential there. I see a different player since that Penn State game where he steps on the court with confidence. I think he needs to improve defensively, more consistency. That will lead to more minutes. But, man, I, I would I, my, my argument was actually a, like two or three minutes less of Shulga, two or three minutes more of Fats Billups. Uh, okay, this is, this is what I'll say to, to that. Yeah. And then I'll go with mine. Uh, Fats, I think, has pro- talent level but he has to be completely locked in on everything else outside of scoring as well yeah to stay on the court you know what i mean mm-hmm. he is six seven has like the third highest leaping ability on the team i need to see more rebounds good point you know what i'm saying you, yeah. you're able to get into the paint i need to see more just assists. 1.7 rebounds per game and just 0.7 assists right right so that means be more well-rounded so you have to be in the game defensively Use your your length to really make an impact defensively. Yeah, you know what I mean. That Penn State game, he was being disruptive defensively, and I don't think we've seen that fat since. So 
once we get the defensive facts, because the offense comes naturally to him. So once we get the defensive facts, I think we'll be fine. Now, mine is uh, Michael Bell. I, I like to see Michael Bell and maybe a little bit of Toby Lawal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I like both of those two. Toby brings a lot of energy, and there's some stuff that Toby can do that nobody else in the country can do. Now, mm-hmm. Michael went from three minutes a game in A-10 played all the way up to like 18. Right. Do you like that number, or do you want it increased even more? Um. Well, a good medium or 18 would be fine because okay. I'm not sure if that's just for those two games or if it's something that's going to be moving forward. Right. Right. Um, but, man, he was a matchup nightmare for Keyshawn Hall. It just, it just looked like he had the scouting report. Anytime Hall spun, he was there. Right. Absolutely. And, that I'm, I mean, everybody knows he likes to go right and spin back to his left. It is what it is. Um, he's going to have to come up with a counter and a counter to be effective as, as, as the season goes on. Now, Michael Bell – He's the best defender on the team. Would you agree? Maybe, maybe Zeb Jackson. No, I, I would say Bell. Yeah. Okay. So, with a team that struggles defensively, he has to be on the court. It, 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 regardless, he has to find time. Coach has to find. And you'll time live with the mistakes. He dribbled off his foot one game, missed a couple layups. Right, because at the end of the day, you need Michael Bell to be playing now, so he could play extremely well later in the year. You know, he's a freshman now, but if you give him playing time, by the time uh, the conference tournament comes around, he's officially a sophomore basketball years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I I like to see Michael Bell. I, like, I always think that he plays 6'10 defensively and 6'4 or 6'4 or 6'2 <laughs> offensively. Yeah. I think I would like to see him be more aggressive and trust that he is 6'8 and strong and built like a grown man, that he can go in there and, and, and finish more over the defense. Now, I like him passing, but he has to be more aggressive to score to open up the passing lanes. A lot of times he gets stuck just looking and looking and looking and looking, so it's an ineffective drive. He has to be aggressive first, and that will lead to opening the passing lanes. It's Ed Nixon hanging out with us here on The Fan, talking all things VCU hoops for Inside the Ramhorns, presented by the Red Door Guys. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on Richmond's home for VCU basketball. Every game can be heard on 910 The Fan. Now, at 105.1 FM, it's Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby on the call. I'm Adam Epstein, and I'll have you covered for the extended pregame show this Friday night from the Commonwealth Room of the Seagull Center, beginning at 6.15. Joining us for another segment in the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot Seat from the Final Four squad, Ed Nixon. What's up, what's up? What's up, man? Anytime you come in here, I, I got to point out that we got your signature yes, on the yes, wall here. Yes. I, I mean, when you see that, do you just do you get goosebumps? Um, I don't get goosebumps anymore. I, I see it enough, but just well, I, I get goosebumps from when all the guys get back together. Yeah, because that was something that only us can truly understand what the environment within within that locker room was like. Us and the coaches, you know what I mean. So yeah. those those are the things I look back on. You know, it really give me goosebumps. Is eye opening for me, and also makes me feel old, even though I'm only 31. Is that the kids that are freshmen right now were right. six years old when you made that run? Sheesh. Yeah, they, they still had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, are you following Shaka this year in Marquette? Yeah, I try. I try to follow a little bit of everybody. Um, yeah, Coach Jones, Coach Rhodes had a good win the other day. Yes, they they yes, stormed yes. the court. All the VCU fans, please get off his back. Yeah. Well, how about Jameer Watkins? <laughs> Big bucket last night for FSU. Oh yeah, J- Jameer is one of these guys that has left and excelled, and it seems that way for a lot of guys who leave VCU. I said maybe I said a couple few. Mm-hmm. Have really excelled. Ace Ball when it's starting to find yep. his rhythm. Josh Banks. Josh Banks is having a good job. And uh, Mikael. Mikael, uh Mikael Brown Jones. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's killing down oh, there. Oh, I mean, I always thought he was super athletic. And that, you know, last year he left. I think last year yeah, he, I was hoping yeah. he was going to get some minutes. And then I guess Brandon Johns Jr. came in. 
Uh, enough about last year's squad, though. Mm. Let's get to your keys to victory against St. Louis. Uh, this is going to be about us having finding consistency. So defensively, we're going to have to be able to limit their their leading score and match the energy of Hargrave. Um, but I think it's only one key to the game, and that's defense. Mm-hmm. Just do what you have to do defensively. And defend the three-point shot. De- de- defend the three-point shot for sure and close it up with rebounds. Yeah. I, I want to see VCU be better offensively. Uh, it feels like at times we get sloppy with turnovers. We're averaging uh, about 13 turnovers a game, mm-hmm. and I've we've had games with more than that. What's frustrating for me is a lot of these turnovers are – you know, live game turnovers, and some of them are in transition. You right. know, Fats threw it off basically the head of Toby Lawal the other night. I mean, there's so many plays where three on two, two on one, you got to get a layup here or a dunk, and instead it's going the other way. Right. Uh, those are momentum breakers, yeah. is what I like to call them, because when you're in a tight game, like LaSalle, let's call it Spade to Spade. LaSalle's a decent team with great guard play, but they're just decent. Yeah. Right. Um, we had opportunities to bust that game open. However, when we had momentum changing games or, or moments, we turned it over or we didn't execute properly or, or something went wrong. So I think we need to get better at that, and that's how we can really start getting our offense flowing as well. Ed Nixon hanging out with us here in the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot Seat. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. We mentioned the Black Gold Fan Pod covering all things VCU hoops. And a new episode was out last night. And we put a little poll on Twitter, at Black Gold Fan Pod. I'd love to hear Ed Nixon vote on this poll. Or give us your best VCU lineup. I went with Jason Nelson at the one, Zeb, Max, the Bear, your guy, White Magic, Sean Barristow, and Toby Lawall at the five. And so we've got four options here for you to vote on or come up with your own. Uh, I'll say this. I'll go White Magic at the one. So you, you're you just all in Sean B, your point guard. White Magic at the one, absolutely. For the rest of the season. <laughs> I mean, of course, of course there's going to be certain certain teams that like to press. I yeah. wouldn't want him bringing it up. I want, Zeb, I want Zeb to bring it up. But White Magic at the one. Wow, okay. Uh, Zeb and, and Max at the two and the three. Uh-huh. Um, Give me, ooh, now this is where the four gets gets tricky. It does, especially because you're tricky. not going to have Sean there. Right, right. The four gets tricky. But give me Kwani, mm-hmm. and I like Furman. Yeah. Christian Furman has been doing stuff that necessarily doesn't always show up in the stat sheet, but he's he, he's been killing. He's like, the in-conference play, he has been killing his role, and I'm super proud of him. I don't say he has dog because he watches anime. He knows where I'm coming from with this. I say he has that nine tails in him. If all my Naruto watchers, you know what I'm talking about. He got that nine tails. You in just him. made Stubbs day. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, so let me ask you this then. All right. I agree. Furman was incredible the first half against LaSalle. He's mm. had really good games this season, had career high 15 points. I picked Toby, though. So what are the pros for Furman playing more over Toby? Well, I think uh I think Furman is more solidified in what he's supposed to do. Yeah. You know I what I mean? Um you don't really see you you it's consistency. I think Toby's athleticism uh, ca- uh catches up for a lot of mistakes he makes. Furman doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. So that's why I will put him in the starting lineup. But then also I love Toby coming off the bench because his energy is an instant spark. And when you're coming off the bench, that's why I think Joe should always be on the bench too because his scoring is an instant spark. So same thing with Jason Nelson. We have a we have a second unit full of spark plugs, which is actually very very good. 
Yeah, no, I, I love the second unit. Uh, Jason Nelson's been one of the best three-point shooters. Mm-hmm. I, I still think Joe Bamisil will reach his potential and end up being a double-digit scorer uh, for VCU. Sean Barstow's been at his best, I think, when he gets in the paint. Right? right, And this is a team that doesn't have a traditional big, really, that, that wants a paint touch, can turn around and hit a hook shot. I'm not saying Christopher Furman can't. I think he can. But he's not. we don't really call plays to have him back a guy down. But when Sean Bairstow backs a guy down, how does that change the offense? Well, it just, he's, he's a point forward. You know what I mean? Just like with Magic. Like a lot of Magic stuff wasn't like Steph Curry's dribble, 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 cross you up. Yeah. It's, no, I'm going to get you to my spot where I can post up. And I'm I'm gonna abuse you here, and then you're gonna have to send a double, and then I'm gonna kick it out, or I'm gonna read the defense. Da 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 da. Now, that's why I want the ball in Sean Barrett's hands because on a pick and roll, he's he's going downhill, getting into the paint. Yeah, he's six seven, and low key he's athletic. But with that, <laughs> he's six seven. He can see over the majority of the defense. And sometimes I I even think he could be more selfish on the pick and roll and get a layup. I think he did that a few times the other game. It feels like when he has a step on his guy and with his height. He's unstoppable. Yeah, I, I want to see. I want to see White Magic go and bang on somebody. I want. I want. I want to see White Magic catch a body. <laughs> he has shown me that he has the athleticism to do it. Check him out in the warmups. He'll yeah. hit. He'll hit his patented reverse. Bring it all the way down here and, and reverse dunk it. So I know he has the athleticism, but I, I, you know, the foot injury. I think he has to still get his basketball legs completely up I agree. under him. I agree. Um, but. In due time, but I want to see him orchestrate the offense. Yeah, I, I want to see him start hitting more of these push shots. He's almost got his version of the Melvin, yeah. right? You know, the short little floater. He mm-hmm. hit one the other day because, man, if he starts hitting that shot at about 60%, I think right now he's only shooting about 30% from that shot. He can definitely improve, and I don't want him to stop shooting it, right? I even want more volume. Right, right. Like I said, I, I think Sean, Sean is one of these guys that he's so versatile, and you can put him in different scenarios. To be successful, but with this team in particular, him and like regardless, Zeb Jackson and Max are really good passers. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to decision making, I might say that Sean may be the best one. Yeah. So there, there we have it. So I, I would like to see him at the one. I'm yeah. petitioning people get along. Get get on get on board. I like how you're running with white magic. I called him, you know, our version of Magic Johnson before the season even started. Right. Yes, white magic. That's that's what he is. <laughs> That's what he is. <laughs> I like the way you say that. Tell us about these virtual watch parties, Ed. Man, um, I came up with the idea because, you know, last year I did the, uh, the watch parties, and it was sometimes beat the weather. Sometimes it would just be it's in the week. People have to go to work. Well, how about we have a party where everybody can can tune in from their own couch? You just turn it on. You, you hear me commentate. People say they love to hear my thoughts and opinions on the game. Well, just turn it on from your couch, BYOB. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we and we build this community where we can chat and we can talk about the game. Is this help. on Twitch? Yes, it's on Twitch. Okay. Uh, follow me at uh Chef Nick's fifty on Twitch. Okay. And we can definitely get it get it popping. We have some donations uh, available for people who can. Um it's just a really good it's a really good time. Everybody feels comfortable in there. Whether you have good remarks, bad remarks, we can talk our way through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like the ability to chat, right? So Absolutely. If I have a question, I can throw it to you in the middle of the game. Absolutely absolutely. And sometimes we need it. Like, oh, well, why why does coach do this instead of doing that? Yeah. And some people can't decipher. I can. I have a little bit of insight along with the experience of playing playing ball at VCU and just playing against, you know, different different organizations and programs. So I, I really want everybody to, to join and, and, and join the watch parties and make make it uh, evident that VCU Ram Nation is the best nation in college basketball. Friday night, decades night, 2000s, celebrating. What are you going to yeah. dress up for? 
I'm going to try to pull a Ed Nixon jersey out the crate. Um, <laughs> if I have, if what my, years were you here? You were oh seven to eleven. No, oh, oh yeah, oh seven to eleven. Oh seven mm. to eleven. Uh, so that counts for decades, night. I guess so. I mean, they had me on the billboard, so I was like, I guess that. I guess that works. Let me ask you a question: Who was your big brother your freshman year? Jamal Shuler. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, J- Jamal Shuler. Um, you, you know, we the culture of VCU is always the older guys come back and give love. Jesse Pelarosa used to come back. B. A. Walker's come back show love. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jamal Shuler, Mike Anderson, all these different guys gave gave me game. Uh, on the court and off the court to help me to be the man I am today. So salute to all them. Eric Maynard's doing great. Jamal Shuler had a wonderful career overseas. Mike Mike is still live. Shout out to Mike. Um, Desperado Rosa is, is coaching now. You know, so I'm I got mad love. BA is in real estate. So yeah, they're, they're he's gonna be on well. the show tomorrow. BA yeah. Walker will join A Wad Radio at two PM. Ed, thanks for stopping by. Always fun. Thank you for having me as always. Yep, you're listening to A Wad Radio on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. A shout-out to Michael from VCU Ram Nation. It says, Chef Nix has such a high basketball IQ, really good segment, so we're going to ask you to stick around for another one as we grab the rebound, <laughs> throw out the outlet pass, and head out on the fast break with AWOD. Let's go. Let's play some basketball here. We're going on the fast break with AWOD. From buzzer-beating shots to the best highlight plays from around the league, every clutch moment. The all-stars of the league. We're out in transition. It's a breakaway. It's gone at the buzzer. It's the fast break and AWOD talking all things NBA. All right, so I was blown away by this story last night. Blazers center DeAndre Ayton missed the game after reportedly spending hours trying to overcome ice storm around his home he could not make it to the arena. He was healthy. He was ready to go. First ever did not play because of the climate. <laughs> I, now, come on now. It's, two, it's 2024. Like, come on now. You, you mean to tell me he couldn't get to the game? Right. I'm, I, I'm not buying that. It tells me, I believe, he overslept, called Chauncey, you know, two hours before tip-off. You know, they noticed he was late for shoot-around. And he said, can you send help? The Blazers actually sent help. They couldn't make it all the way to his house. Wow. Yeah. See, but yeah, I, I, again, DeAndre Ayton, he, he said beginning of this season he was going to be dominating. Right. <laughs> and he has not been that. <laughs> he has not been that. I don't trust that guy. He has all the talent in the world, but we talked we talked off air. Yeah. He has a loser's mentality. Yeah. He's soft, man. I mean, I just, yeah. how do you get stuck in your house? I mean, I get it, but man, you think Portland w- w- would like send a, a helicopter or something, right? I'm saying, mean, lift him out of there. Yeah, right. Yeah, come, come on, it's 2024. I'm not right. trying to hear that you couldn't make it to an NBA game. Right, right. I made it to the GW game in front of that ice storm ten years ago. Come on now. Yeah. Um, other news in the NBA. It feels like the Lakers are going to make a trade to try to bolster their roster. What do you think of the Lakers right now with LeBron, Anthony Davis? They're too inconsistent yeah. uh, as a team. I think they do pretty well. Uh, uh, LeBron and AD. I think AD's been playing extremely well this year, but they're too inconsistent to be a top team, and I think that's going to be their downfall. Yeah. No matter where you go, LeBron can do it, but not everybody else can just turn it on and turn it off. Well, I just don't think you're a championship contender if you have Austin Reeves screaming, I'm him. Right? I mean, and uh, D'Angelo Russell, he scored 29 the other night. If he did that consistently, yeah, they'd, you know, be a contender. He doesn't. Um, I said if they they want to win a title, they got to target Zach Levine. 
That's I think that's the guy. Mm. Oh, Zach Levine. Yeah. And you're gonna have LeBron at the one. You can well, yeah. Because I, I, mean, I believe you have if you trade you for Zach Levine, to, you're gonna lose both Austin probably, Reeves and D'Lo. Or or one of them. Yeah. 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 Some draft picks. Um, I mean, what draft picks do they have? I don't know. <laughs> Rob Palinka always finds a way to make the trade. How yeah. did they get Rui last year? Right, you know? right, right. So it's interesting. There was a trade yesterday with the pa- uh, Pacers getting all-star Pascal Siakam. So you got Siakam, you got Miles Turner, you've got Benedict Mathurin, you've got Tyrese Halliburton. But I still don't think they're good enough in the East to get past Milwaukee or Boston. I, I mean, Philly either. Yeah. Philly either. Like, um, But I do think that is a step in the right direction. Because they're they're very very good offensively, but their defense is abysmal. Pascal Siakam still gives you offensive presence, but he can also guard a lot of different guard a, a lot of different players. Basically, one through five. Yeah, depending on who 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 you have out there. So I I like the trade. I think they got better. I'm just not sure how better they got. We're going around the fast break with AWOD talking all things NBA. We got our glue guy with us, Ed Nixon. I'm gonna put you on the spot though. Test your NBA knowledge. Okay. Who's the top team in the Western Conference? Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, it is. Is that surprising to you? Yes and no. Okay. Um, yes, because Rudy Gobert and Towns actually figured out how to play with each other. Yeah. Uh, no, because Anthony Edwards is a dog. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and did you he, see his dunk the other night? I did. He looks like Jordan. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. You're not the first person I hear to compare that. Yeah. Um, the, his leaping ability, his scoring ability, his... Uh, his attitude towards the game. When you hear him talk, he's real cool, relaxed, and a uh, funny guy. But it's all in competitive spirit. Mm-hmm. He really wants to go at the best. Like he was like, "I'm mad. I can't. I can't bust LeBron's tail right now." Right. But they always send a double team. I think he's got the best mentality of all the young guys in the NBA. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, Tyler, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. I, That's I, true. He. I can't stand his shot, man. You played ball, isn't it ugly as hell? Yeah, that. See, he, he's one of those guys. Like, if you've seen him at the YMCA, you've seen him shoot a couple. You'd be like, I know he's gonna miss the next one. <laughs> I know that's that's fool's goal. I know he's gonna miss the next one, but he he cashes it out. And when he's hitting threes, he's very hard to guard because he's a great decision maker. Second place in the Western Conference, Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm not that surprised because I am a huge fan of SGA. Oh yeah, he's a he's a beast, a cool yeah. beast. And shout out to Eric Maynard. Um, Eric Miner is a uh, assistant coach over there, um, teaching SGA, yeah, yeah, teaching him the pull up, and Jalen Williams. He said he he's he's worked a lot with Jalen Williams, uh, and he's been one of the X factors for uh, for OKC this year, along with you know Chet doing his thing. Yeah, I mean uh, Chet was my pick for for rookie of the year, and uh, yeah, they're they're getting so many different contributions from guys. Uh, SGA though, thirty one points a game though. <laughs> his game is so sweet, um, and he's just. Once you you play in the league and you you lead a team, you become a professional scorer. So yeah. he he knows how to get to his spots. He knows he can create off the dribble, but he knows how to get to his spots and use his size to shoot over the top. He does, he's his post up game has uh, made a made a jump this year. So I'm I'm really happy to see that. And of course I'm cheering for them. Even though I'm I'm a Miami Heat fan, I cheer for OKC because the ties we have there. David Bliss, Brad Burgess was over there. Um, Billy Donovan, who started right. the whole tree here at VCU, in a sense. So, uh, shout shout out to OKC. Yeah, and you know what? Um, Charles Barkley made headlines the other day. Said, "Shy Gilgis Alexander better than Luka Doncic." Ooh. Yeah, I, I I probably would disagree, but I mean, man, it, I think he he could get there in a year, yeah, I, right? I mean, I mean, my my thing is we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That's I think it's too early. 
Because has Luca Luca's been to a Western Conference Finals? I don't know if he has been. He definitely won a, a playoff series. It was a fluky year. Oh, it, was a, it was a fluke year. He went to the Western Conference Finals in the uh, bubble. No, no, it was after the bubble. But it was a yeah. fluke year, like just injuries and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, SGA, we'll see how he does in this playoff. They're a young team. Mm-hmm. They may be who we thought the Memphis Grizzlies were. Shout out to Vince Williams, by the way, who's killing it, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second because it, there's the viral picture right now of Vince Williams smiling like an evil villain, like he's the Joker, <laughs> guarding some of the NBA's best players, including Steph Curry. Right, right. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I've been paying attention to Vince's career when he was at Memphis. I remember him being on the G League team. I remember him now. He's on the side. Of, uh, he's on He's on the bench, not, not really playing. But with all these injuries, he's slowly but surely taking what he's done here at BCU, which being a, a, a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. And, okay, oh, you want, you want to play defense? Okay, I'll play defense. You want to rebound? I, okay, I'll rebound. Okay, now all our point guards are hurt. I'll bring the ball up and I'll create too. So Vince is one of those guys who who, who did it the right way. Remain professional, um, continue to work on his game, and excel when he got an opportunity. Vince Williams in his last 10 games for the Memphis Grizzlies, of course, the VCU graduate, 10.6 points per game, 5.6 assists, 3.5, or excuse me, 5.6 rebounds, 3.5 assists, uh, a steal, half a block shot. You got to love the hustle, man. Well, first off, this is an advertisement for all people who ever doubt VCU. We know how to get pro- we know how to get players to the pros and we build them up the right way so they can be professional and last in the pros. So shout out to all the coaching staff who have Set a tone and, and and set a precedent for all all VCU players and how you should work, and it translates to the league. So shout out to VCU for that. Ed, great stuff, man. Really good segment. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're listening to A Watt on the Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond Sports Leaders, and of course. We're always available on the free Odyssey app. Download it today for free. You can hear Grand Danny after me from 3 to 6.30. Rewind and check out Michael Phillips from 10 to noon. And, of course, you always get the legends from the DMV, the sports junkies, Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. And I made an appearance on the junks this morning, Stub. What would you think? Did I do well? You did well. You did well. I, I wanted to make the boys proud of me. So I, I know. told the story of uh, how I met a lovely lady at River City. Roll. Poor man, Scarlett Johansson, my girl, and uh, uh, turn, made her my girlfriend. And and look, the reason I wanted to tell the junkies that was because they used to give me crap for so long. They claimed that anybody in radio should be walking around getting buns anytime they want it. And I claimed that, look, this isn't the 90s anymore. You don't have Howard Stern, you know, getting girls to uh, drop their panties by the way he talks on the radio. It's not the same. Getting buns was a new phrase. You hadn't I've heard never, getting buns never before? I've never heard anyone say getting oh, buns. I love to say getting buns. <laughs> it's good. I, I, it's I a like good it. One, it's right? a good one. Because you don't want to say, oh yeah, let's have sex. You just you sound I, cringy. Yeah. No, no, no. you got to have a phrase for yeah. it. But getting buns is a new one. Yeah. But I did want to bring something up. So uh, my girl made me watch this show on uh, Peacock, <clears throat> Traders. Have you heard of that? I have not heard of it. The first episode was so awful. <laughs> we'll, we will not be watching another episode. Yeah. Uh, that's the lead story on Netflix. Netflix, the best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. We've got you covered on Netflix. All right, I'm going to admit it. The NFL did it. 
They promoted the heck out of the game on Peacock. A lot of people paid $6 for Peacock. Now they have Peacock for the rest of the month. What are you going to do with the streaming service that sucks? But you've already paid for it. You're going to check it out. A lot of people have been talking about Ted, the new yeah. se- uh, oh, prequel that series. That's on Peacock. And then there's the other show, Traders, season two. Um, I, the reason you know I was hooked was because they grabbed my girl Parvati from Survivor and also Sandra, the only two-time ever winner of Survivor. But the show is just so bad. Michael Jordan's kid is in it and his girlfriend um what's her name La- larsa pippen I'm, and it's it, just a bunch it's a show with a bunch of wannabe celebrities and here's the thing that's so frustrating stuff so you know how survivor we both love survivor yes. does these cutaways right they're doing talking a, heads cutaways and they're actually like explaining something about the show yeah, it's called talking right? head all right so but they do that what for like 30 seconds or yeah, something yeah. right this episode, season two, episode one of the trailers, was nothing but the talking heads with oh. a couple B-rolls. I was like, they've shown the, the side interviews a hundred times. Tells me they have no content. Okay, so real quick, I need clarification. Because yes. I looked up, uh, the Peacock seems to have two original shows. One called Traitors, A-D-E-R, yeah. and one called Traitors, A-I-T-O-R. Which, which one are this you talking A-I-T-O-R. about? This is A-I-T-O-R. Okay, tra- Traitors. Traitors. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it's, I guess, this... Uh, I don't know. It's a it's a reality show. It is. Look, Variety has an article right now. It was Peacock's most watched reality show, up 75%. And it's because people bought the damn app. Yeah, what's the competition? Right. What's on, what's on Peacock? I don't I, know. The Office. That's it. Well, you said you said reality. What What's the reality offering? Uh, I don't know. I, they've got other dumb stuff. I mean, it's Peacock, so you could probably watch The Bat. No, The Bachelor's ABC. You could probably watch one of the M. The Voice or The you know, Mass uh. Singer. Or something that, like that. Singer Just is do me a, a favor. Do not try the traders. It's it's that bad. It's okay. that bad. Uh, what do you want to bring up on Netflix I today? I watched a fantastic movie yesterday. I consider okay. putting it in my top twenty. I've decided Ooh. not to. That is Police Story, directed by, written by, and starring Jackie Chan. Yeah, it's it's his movie. And I want to throw out there. I know a lot of people that uh, probably listen to this. A lot of a lot of older people refuse to watch movies that are in a language that is not English. I'm I'm begging you all. <laughs> this is a great one to try out a foreign language film with. Well, I, didn't you say the same thing about Godzilla minus one? That's it. Yeah, sure. Right. How about um, my favorite movie from a couple years ago that won Best Picture? What was that one? Uh, Parasite. Parasite. Yeah, like this, I loved Parasite. Please, please, if you're listening and you haven't watched a film that isn't in English, try one of those out. Yeah, but this was this was a hole in your resume. I mean that that movie came out 30 years ago, the or thing, if not 40. The thing is, every time I think I'm filling a hole in my movie resume, mm-hmm. I discover 10 more. Well, let me tell you this. If you liked that Jackie Chan movie, my favorite Jackie Chan movie is The Foreigner. The Foreigner? Yes. Okay. It's his version of John Wick. I think somebody, like John Wick, they kill your dog. I think in this, they killed his cat or something like that. Uh, it's literally John yeah. Jackie Chan being John Wick. All he does is yeah. murder people. There's about 800 dead bodies in the film. Yeah. But and it's I, and so good. Dude, watching Police Story, I would believe that some of those bodies were real. Mm-hmm. The stunts that are being done look terrifyingly dangerous. Oh yeah, and that's and, and that's, that's the, what made Jackie that's so famous. Spark. That's yeah. what's so awesome about it. Yeah, is it's just him. Like, it, it's some of the best choreographed action I've ever seen in a movie. On Netflix, we've talked about the rise of sports documentaries. Yeah. Right, I've been watching Breakpoint, the tennis one. Everybody loves Drive to Survive, the F one one. We announced, you know, quarterback on Netflix mm-hmm. was popular. We announced last week the NBA is going to have their version of quarterback featuring LeBron James. Anthony Edwards, Jason Tatum. Well, I'm fired up for this 
documentary that uh, premieres February 21st on Apple TV. It's called Messi's World Cup, The Rise of a Legend. And uh, it's about, you know, his last chance to win a World Cup uh, with Argentina. And it looks really good. I actually just watched the trailer. I'm fired okay. up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I did. I finally did some homework you assigned me. I okay. watched Rise. Yep. That is the Giannis Adetiakumpo story. Adetiakumpo. Thank yes. you. I've been trying to say it to my friends. Yeah. Because <laughs> they really do show it. you this, the story of how his name got changed from yep. Adetiakumpo the, the to, to Adetiakumpo. Yeah. Which is it's, yeah. it's interesting. I, I think it's one of those movies where it takes a fantastic story and it, it makes you think it's a good movie because it's such a good story. I, I agree. I, I mean, I didn't think it was the greatest acting, yeah. but the, the story is was, so good. The acting was. I mean, it's hard to not poor. cry at the end, though, when his brother gets hurt and can't compete, and Giannis has to play, and he gets drafted. I mean, it's. I was almost in tears watching that. I don't think I was. Okay. I was. I, I get a bit more cynical with my movie watching. Yeah. But I was like, this is bad acting. Well, you also I'm don't like having... basketball as much as you like football. This is true. I need right? to work on that. I need to. I need to up my my basketball Here, throw, watching. Throw throw an old football movie on your uh, homework list here. The replacements. The replacements. I put. Right? Uh, I, I I added draft day to my watch. I list. think with, the draft day is pretty good. Pretty good, but the replacements. But it's not really okay. a football movie. It's more of like a general manager front office movie. The replacements. Two thousand comedy. Um, of course, starring Keanu Reeves. But the best thing about it is it's a true story about the year that the Washington Redskins, now known as the Commanders, won the Super Bowl the year that the NFL went on strike. And oh. so they had to win, I think it was three games, with replacement players. Um, and then there was actually a really good 30 for 30 about that Redskins team that you should check out as well. They actually finally got their rings. Right. For it's, years, they didn't have them. It's on the list. Yeah, We'll see if it'll beat my favorite football movie. Adam Sandler's The Longest Yard. <laughs> <laughs> that is Nothing a good one. Nothing like it. That's a good one. You, have you, you've never seen Gridiron Gang. That was my favorite no, growing up. The Rock and Exhibit. You know, I, I, I liked The Rock when I was a kid. Now I'm 31 and I, I'm tired of The Rock. I watched a movie <laughs> where Rock plays a football player, but I don't think it was that one. No. It, he that gets was, like a daughter. Yeah, that's like the 2-2 one. Yeah. yeah. I, it's called you know like, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's a weird movie. Yeah. All right, everybody head out to River City Roll tonight. That's where I held Football Fest. They're throwing 804 Fest with an extended happy hour beginning at 5 p.m. $3 rails, house wine, uh, half-off selected drafts. 804 Fest, get ready for a night of local Richmond bands. I'll be there. Come on by and say hi.